Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode on this podcast. You are listening to your host, Malini, and today I'm delighted to share a rather thought-provoking monologue by a clinically trained mental health and sex therapist. She's a mum of three and is passionate about parent-child communication and encourages people to have the right dialogue. Are you a parent and if so, have you crossed that path whereby your child has asked you a question and it's made you think, oh, will this open up a can of worms? It may be a taboo topic or even contentious in nature, perhaps awkward for you. It could be about sexuality, death, the process of mating, maybe something even more personal, a serious sickness for instance. In any case, it might make you question, is my child ready for this? I really hope you enjoy this episode and I hope it answers some of those questions about taboo topics. Many thanks. Dead people, my toddler blurted out as we were driving down the road one sunny day. What? I shockingly responded. Dead people, my toddler repeated and pointed out her tinted window. I caught where she was pointing in my rearview mirror. Oh, a cemetery, I replied with relief. That's where dead people are, yes. Phew, just dodged that six sense bullet. The traditional taboo topics of death and sex are commonplace conversations in our house. Please know that they are absolutely age-appropriate as our kids are only 7, 10, and 12. See, my husband is a pulmonary critical care physician, so when he's not seeing patients with COPD or asthma in clinic, he's trying to keep someone from dying in the ICU. Me? My name is Courtney Boyer. I'm a clinically trained mental health and sex therapist turned relationship coach. So our house is filled with books and conversations that reflect these professions. One conversation recently stood out to me. After listening to my husband and I discuss a patient's death, my 10-year-old asked her dad if he felt like a failure when he couldn't save a patient. He smiled and responded, no one is making it out of this life alive. I do the best I can to serve my patients and their families, and sometimes it's not enough. If that makes me a failure, I'm okay with that. She went back to doing her puzzle, but his point stuck with me. As parents, we are doing the best we can too. I truly believe that. Some of us are more equipped than others to tackle these tough conversations. Thankfully, more parents are realizing that they need more tools in their toolbox in order to keep up with the changing times. It's encouraging to see that trend. A sentiment I hear when I work with parents, when it comes to talking to their kids about tough, tough, topic, tough topics like sexuality and death, is that they feel stuck, overwhelmed, confused. What often can keep us stuck and prevent us from engaging in these kinds of tough topic conversations with our kids is threefold, I believe. First, parents lack accurate information themselves. No one ever taught them how their bodies actually work or why, for example, menstruation occurs every month. Talking about heaven and hell was only something you'd hear a pastor discuss at church on Sunday. It wasn't something you ever questioned your parents about. Two, Parents are scared that they're going to give too much information too soon. And three, parents don't know what they believe about certain issues, so they don't know what to tell their kiddos to believe. So let's break down each of these. First up is what do I believe about sex and death? I mean, not like those are broad topics at all. Let's back up a bit. Why is understanding what I believe about these issues important? Can I just wing this part, Courtney? Sadly, no. See, when you lack the confidence in knowing what you believe, 
it makes it difficult to communicate with clarity. In other words, if you struggle to know what you believe about, say, the afterlife or what makes someone gay, it's going to be a struggle to have those discussions with your kids. When you feel confident about what you believe in, it makes it so much easier to convey those messages clearly. Here's the good news. This isn't a one and done talk. You don't get one shot and if you blow it, your kids are doomed. Instead, these conversations can and must happen throughout childhood and adolescence. Also, know that there's nothing wrong with sharing your own evolving ideas of sexuality and death. If you don't know what you believe about an issue, if your beliefs have changed over the years, or even if you and your partner disagree on a topic, it's okay to share that too. In fact, it's so important. Our humility helps our kids to know that they can always bring us their questions and conflicting feelings without fear of judgment. Remember, you can't mess up your kids when you show up for them. Another issue parents face is lacking accurate information on a topic. In this case, sex and death. I know, not major topics or broad at all. As we anticipate the kinds of questions our kids may ask, and remember the burning questions that we wondered about as children, we can prepare our answers and work out language for these messages ahead of time. We can start with what. What information can you give them? Maybe you're a little fuzzy on how menstruation works or what happens to someone when they're on hospice. Especially with death, there can be a lot of fear around the process of dying because we may not know how the, all of that works. Find reputable sources, whether it's a person, a program, or a webpage, and arm yourself with accurate information. If you're not sure where to start, contact me and I'm happy to help point you in the right direction. Okay, so I have the information, Courtney. How much do I give to them? Will I tell them too much too soon? This is a realistic concern. This is why it's so important to make sure the information you have is age appropriate. Unfortunately, there is no magical age for disseminating information. No easy button for this one either. I was scrolling through a mom's group on Facebook the other day and a mom asked what age she should talk to her son about reproduction. She was looking for a specific number and unfortunately, that's just not how this works. A lot goes into a child's development, including how long they've lived on this earth, but that is only one of many factors that determine if a child is ready to receive certain information. Maturity is a big factor, but again, not the only one. So what does age appropriate mean then? I believe it takes into account the following factors. Chronological age, emotional maturity, ethical maturity, physical development, intellect, spiritual understanding, and social development. This is why it's different for every kid, which can feel really frustrating. All three of my kids are different, and what worked for one kid didn't work for the other two always. Isn't parenting so fun? <laughs> Research shows that the more information we give our kids, the more equipped they are, the more likely they are to protect themselves and be proactive. Parents fear that giving kids information on sex, for example, will make them sexually active earlier, but that's not what the studies show. In fact, studies show that those who receive age-appropriate sex education actually delay their first sexual encounter compared to those who didn't receive sex education and were basically left for Google or Alexa to answer. Parents can think that if we expose our child to a loved one's death, they will grow up fearing that they may lose them, and this triggers something like separation anxiety. 
Again, the studies don't show that. When we approach tough topics from a place of love and not fear, it makes all the difference. As a parent, I want to empower my kids by equipping them with knowledge so they can apply those learnings throughout their entire lives. My vision is on the long game of parenting, which never stops. It changes just as our kids do. I know that this can feel like a lot, so I encourage you to take a deep breath, (laughs) maybe shake it out a little, and then get ready to dive back in. If you're ready, I am, so I would love to keep going. Know that this can be an emotional process, especially if you have experienced sexual trauma, tragically lost a loved one, or have regrets about your own experiences. Seeking the support of a therapist can be a great resource as you and your partner think through what and how you want to teach your children, especially if you have experienced sexual assault or another trauma. You may be thinking, this is all good and well, Courtney, but how on earth do I bring this stuff up or respond to their questions? A recent conversation in my household illustrates how this can be done. I can always tell when a patient really affects my husband. Every so often I'll hear him say, this guy, he's in his 20s, he's got two young kids and he's not going to make it. He was running one day and now he's on a ventilator. As a trained therapist, I don't try to solve these situations. I don't offer, but he lived a great life. At least his kids got to know him. Or whatever consoling words people like to offer up. Instead, I listen. I create a safe space for him to process. I point at the kids to be quiet and not to interrupt when my husband is thinking about what he could have done differently or how he's going to talk to the man's wife and family. I want my children to witness the difficulty in discussing tough topics, not to toughen them up or have them face the real world at the age of seven. I want them to understand that topics like sex and death are normal and complicated. They rarely are black and white. Typically, more than one person is involved. And even among those two people, individuals can have vastly different approaches, assumptions, and expectations. So I model. I model how to listen. I model how to ask open-ended questions that are respectful and relevant. I affirm and validate the stories my, my husband shares. I serve as a witness to the pain he too experiences. Essentially, the way we talk about most things is the way we too can talk about these tough topics. When your approach is grounded in respect and love, you can't lose. Your kids are going to care less about what you say and more about how you made them feel. Did they feel safe? Did they feel heard? Did they feel loved? Were you honest when you didn't have the answer? Did you follow up with them like you said you would? Those actions matter. When we follow up, we demonstrate to our kids that we value their curiosity, that we are a safe person to bring their questions to. I often do this at bedtime with my children when I tuck them in. I'll say, remember when you asked about, or tell me more about that. These moments are about more than just information sharing. They're an important time for building trust and connection. I love it when parents are able to honestly share with their kids, I have no idea, but because it matters to you, it matters to me. Or I can see that you're curious about this. Do you want to talk more about it? As kids get older, they see us less as an authority and a perfect role model. (laughs) They begin to see us as the flawed human beings we are. And so we, again, need to realize that that doesn't make us weak. We need to be able to humbly allow them to approach us. 
they don't respect us less when we humble ourselves. They begin to respect us more because we act with integrity and love them unconditionally. Remember to give yourself grace throughout this parenting process. None of us were given a manual on this parenting thing, and there sure as hell wasn't an addendum that included topics like when your 11-year-old's friend commits suicide or what to do when your kid thinks he's gay. You are doing the best you can, but don't use that as an excuse to not do better, to learn more and to love more, because that's what this parenting thing is all about. I know I mentioned it before, but I cannot emphasize this point enough. If you have trauma around these two big topics, sex or death, please, please, please seek help. It will absolutely affect your parenting if you don't. It will affect your health. It will affect the way you approach these issues. This isn't just my opinion. This is what an overwhelming amount of research shows. You deserve healing. You deserve freedom from anything that's interfering with your happiness and well-being. I want to tell you that I'm proud of you for spending these moments that you're investing in your family. There are thousands of other podcasts you could have listened to today, but you chose this one because you value the role you play in your child's life. That is love. I hope you continue to love your kiddos big and believe that you can confidently have conversations about tough topics with them. I know you can.